Welcome back to our series, That Part, Intimacy and MS. This is layer six. Over the past few weeks, we've been talking about self-love, self-acceptance, honesty, knowing that you're enough, and all of the elements that help nurture a healthy, intimate relationship. We are changing positions, and today is part one (laughs) of our sex therapy roundtable, featuring some of our friends and previous guests in the MS community. And we have a little disclaimer that we would like to share with you. This is a small, gentle reminder that some of the content moving forward may be explicit and not suitable for little ears. So enjoy the episode. Yeah, enjoy. Welcome to season three of the Myelin and Melanin podcast. I'm Dawn. And I'm Dana. We're just two Black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. You can always find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're a fan of the podcast, please consider supporting us by becoming a patron through our Patreon. Patrons can gain exclusive access to bonus content, giveaways, chances to join us on the Myelin and Melanin party line, and more. We'd like to thank our music producer, Shah Severe, for providing our podcast music over the years. You can find him on Instagram at shah.severe, and you can also find him on YouTube. Welcome everyone to our sex therapy roundtable. We have been really, really excited about this episode as we continue to peel back the layers. So thank you for joining us. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Are you, all are for you waiting us. for the audience <laughs> to respond now? Is that everyone at home is wearing black? Here. <laughs> Happy to no be script. I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, okay, before we get started and dive in, uh, we have someone new on the podcast. So, I wanted to introduce him uh, before we, you know, talk about uh, Carlos and Rosani. So, we have Carrie, Carrie Donald today. Uh, Carrie, can you tell us when you were diagnosed? Sure, I was diagnosed officially um in april 2012 i was told maybe two years prior by a neurosurgeon specialist in new york one of those big fancy hospitals that i had it but i told her she didn't know what she was talking about and you know i didn't accept it until two years later the symptoms just kept getting worse and i went to see somebody else at the um on another fancy hospital and they told me and I said, okay, well, I guess I got to come to grips. So about two years after the initial diagnosis, I accepted it. It was mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah, of 
course. And Rosani, and many of you probably remember, Rosani and Carlos were on uh, one of our episodes uh, recently. So, Rosani, can you tell us when you were diagnosed? I was diagnosed officially in 2001, but I had had symptoms from about 99. Now, thinking back, I probably had it way before that as well. So, it took Mm -hmm. me about 10 years, believe it or not, to accept it. Because I was actually functioning, um, you know, normally, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to think about it. But then um, when the symptoms started getting more serious, I was like, you know what? Okay, like, just accept it. You have MS. You got to do something about this. Mm. And Right. Yeah. Yes. Understood. And Carlos, you can speak for yourself. You are our co-guest our favorite co yes exactly the co-host with the co-most what's happening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes and when were when were you diagnosed carlos uh my dx was 2015 uh and uh i in the dx as they they looked at uh my brain hole uh found that and estimated that i'd probably been living with MS for a good 15 to 17 years before that, uh, possibly 20. So um, diagnosed 2015, been walking around with it for probably about 25 years or so. Wow. Okay. Now, um, since we are talking about sex today, can I ask, um, we'll start with Carrie. Do you have a sexual partner right now? Yes, I'm married. Um, and yeah, I have a sexual partner. What about you, Rosanny? Yes, I'm also married. I have a sexual partner. Okay. 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 Carlos. I am very not married. <laughs> and yes, uh, <laughs> What? No, that's fine. I like it. And uh, I do have a uh, sexual partner who is uh, currently uh, away, well, where they live, uh, which Mm -hmm. is not in the same state. And given the case of the Rona, uh, (laughs) we are have been apart for some time now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Should uh, I'm like, should we share? Okay. Um, oh yeah, no, y'all got to yeah, tell. exactly. Got to tell. We want to know your business too. Um, anticipation is a month. I I don't know. Have us out here in these streets. I don't. Yeah, I do. However, because of the Rona, as you uh, said, Carlos, we don't um see one another and also because of distance so yeah right now it's 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 tough and and uh me i'm not married and i currently do not have a sexual partner not by choice um but by circumstance so well yeah i mean i'm not married either but maybe you and i are in the same situation dana yeah yeah exactly yeah we're just not lucky enough to be having sex right now so 
Oh, yeah. we all stranded. Wait, well, hold on. Don't leave me out of the stranded party. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. 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 Right, no, right, I'm right. Exactly. In, I'm locked in an apartment right. in isolation right now. This yeah. Is... Yeah. So. Not yeah. cute. So yay for right? Carrie and Rosani. <laughs> We're isolating together, if you get what I mean. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So today we are going to be diving into, so Dr. Stanley Ducharme, and I sent all of you his presentation. He's a psychologist and a sex therapist, and he has this really interesting presentation entitled Sexuality and MS, which is super interesting because um, there's not, we don't talk about sex and sexuality when it comes to MS and disability. So when I found the presentation, I was like, wow, Perfect. like this is super needed and super interesting. So he really digs in deep in the presentation and we're actually hoping that at some point um, throughout this series, he will come on the podcast and join us because it would be interesting to hear his perspective like straight from his mouth. So we'll see if that happens. Um, so anyway, I think another reason why um, I think that the series that we're doing and this presentation is necessary because we really don't think about sex when it comes to people who have disabilities and who have chronic illnesses. We're kind of seen as these asexual, sexless beings, and we know that that's not the case. That's not reality. But historically, we know that that's, and just in popular culture, that's just how we're seen. Um, and we kind of want to, you know, dispel that stereotype. So with that said, um, Dr. Ducharme really gets into the nitty gritty in, in this presentation. We'll have to post it on the website. And he talks about a lot of like medically and physical stuff. But what we really want to focus on um, in this discussion is a lot of the psychosocial aspects of sex and how it relates to MS. So with that said, I'm just throwing this question out there for everyone. Do you think your MS diagnosis or just symptoms or whatever, just you having MS has affected or impacted intimacy with your partner? And anyone can start. It absolutely. Um affected affects everything because positioning and just like reading the doctor's whole thing he touched mm. he touched almost everything and and he was correct mm -hmm. as far as the the um how do i put it the apprehension of the partner and you also mm -hmm. just uh, not not wanting to hurt the other one or even feelings and all of mm -hmm. that all of that plays a role and it um, was affected. I, I would pretty much say, not a, I would say immediately, but gradually, it, mm -hmm. you know, once once phys my physical ability started waning and mm -hmm. um, and I would have to explain certain things. Even just the conversation would be hard to say, well, all right, I right. can't do this no more. I can't, you know, I can't, or I need you to do it. It's, 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 so a lot of things right. play a role that came into it at the end of the day. But that's why well, another one of his um slides where he says communication, communication is the key. Yes. That's, that's absolutely the key. And once you communicate and and discuss it and, and, and once 
also you guys are comfortable in in the roles and realizing that this is where we're at now so for right. us to for us to continue we have to work together and make these adjustments and and right. it benefits both so that's what we that's what yeah. i tried to incorporate and don't get me wrong <laughs> it's, it's not 100 percent participation right. is a key. participation is a must and 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 sometimes you it's hard to gauge what a person's thinking or how they're feeling mm-hmm. and you know so mm-hmm. so that's why again communication right. communication is, is yes the bottom line yes thank you for that uh for me i'll speak dawn i feel like it did impact at one point um however when i just was honest with him and he he knew that i was having you know mobility issues like it never it just never became a problem or it it never grew to any sort of issue or challenge um I just was traditional <laughs> instead of, you know, different positions, just being traditional. And that got you the job done. <laughs> well, you were boring. Basically. I was boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What about you, Rosani? For me, I find that a lot of it has to do with what's going on in our own head. Because mm-hmm. it's important to be comfortable in our own body. And the thing with MS is because yeah. our bodies are constantly changing, it's hard to get to that point where you're finally comfortable. Because when you do, yeah. MS right. throws you a curveball. And then you're like, oh, mm. shit, I was just getting used to that, you know? Because um, right. I find that with my last relapse, it was the biggest one. Um, I lost a lot of function. And also mm-hmm. my husband became my like primary caregiver. So this whole... Mm-hmm. role of caregiver then switching over to lover it it, mm-hmm. it i don't know i think it affects me maybe more than it affects him because i never mm-hmm. want him to see me as a victim or like mm-hmm. um, carrie right. said scared or like i'm weak or he doesn't want to hurt me because you know i don't because that puts a lot of limitations right right and I can imagine looking at your partner as a caregiver and then looking at them as a lover would be challenging because like you said, you don't want your, in your mind, you're thinking, I don't want you to see me differently. I want you to see me as a sexual being, uh, you know, still sexy and, right. and open and all of that, it, you know, and when a person is, takes on that caregiver role, it's more of like, you know, a they nurse or nurturing. They right, see you right. when you're right. at your most vulnerable. Yes. You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like for, uh, I don't want to get so, okay. So for example, like helping you with, um, in the mm-hmm. washroom, you know, so that's yeah. when I feel like I'm most vulnerable and then back into bed where we're lovers again, you know, and I don't yes. think it yes. really affects him as much as it does me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how to explain Be- it. You don't know until you know. <laughs> right. But right. It's like how do you switch in your mind? I mean, again, yeah, like you just were helping me whatever. Mm. 
you know, use the bathroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly, like, we're supposed to switch it and <clears throat> we're going to. I mean, I don't have a problem yeah. with it at all, but I'm. Right. I'm, it, it's like, you know, sometimes we try to be mind readers when we're not. Mm-hmm. So that. Yes. Starts, that starts taking over. Yeah. Yes. But uh, like, yeah. like in the slides, it said it's all about communication. And I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. So the thing we have is we we're able to talk openly about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can be like, right, mm, we got to work on that. Like, literally, I have said, we got to work on that. Or when you come home from for break, we should do something, you know, and mm-hmm. he'll be like, mm-hmm. so good to go for it. Because we're not, we're not going to get right. it done the same way. But we're gonna get it done right right yeah yeah exactly what are your thoughts carlos yeah in terms of the the evolution of my own sexuality with ms it it very much parallel parallels uh my evolving sexuality with age right and Mm -hmm. Both of those, I think, are about evolution, uh, mm-hmm. about growth, about trust, and um, most importantly, about acceptance, right? Because as was uh, said earlier, it is really, it can take time to find a way to find your sexy when your partner knows that you messed yourself right? That you Mm. shat on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And then to try to feel sexy with that person is, is at times, uh, a challenge. And, and as was, was talked about before, it gets into the head games that we play with ourselves, right? In terms of why would this person want me? Do I deserve to be with somebody right now? Uh, what is sexy about me? What is, what is what, you know, and, 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 as was mentioned before, it's not really about at that point, your partner, it's about what you're mm-hmm. telling yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's the whole second level of what your physical needs are, right? Um, I cannot use my left arm the, the ways that I have in the past. I, uh, we need to be on this side or that side, right? It, uh, mm-hmm as y'all were talking about positionality matters more um you know absolutely uh, uh the idea of um shower sex sounds brilliant but if my balance is off that day that's not really mm-hmm. a good idea unless we try to have right. you know all mm-hmm. sorts of other issues right right um you know we we having to restrict ourselves to the bed for our own safety right for my safety um becomes a becomes a whole nother thing and another evolution and combine that with age in in terms of the like yeah i don't know if we really need to be on the floor that's kind of nasty you know that's where feet go so that doesn't feel as as sexy as it did in the past anyway Right. right. Um, so there is an evolution, right? We, we as adults who in particular past your forties into your forties, as your skin is loosening and softening, as 
the uh, natural fragrances that emit from your body are deepening and and uh, reflecting the fact that, that we've been walking this earth for as long as we have, right? That is honest. And to be in a position where you find a partner who embraces those realities with you, right? right. Because it is, it is, or partners, if that's mm -hmm. the way that you swing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, who embrace that reality with you and who are not there for the kink shaming, who are not there for the uh, uh, move away from what is real and what is natural for you. That will, that will de facto include your MS, right? Because right. it's, because it's part of you. So to, to get to the very long, uh, uh, end of the plank with, with, you know, with the walk that I just took, absolutely it, your MS and your diagnosis will impact your sex life, right? Any diagnosis that says, you have a chronic condition, right? That takes weeks, months, if not years to absorb into your psyche. Mm -hmm. And so to get to a place where you can accept and love yourself fully before you can allow somebody to love you fully, right? It, and, and it just takes that vulnerability. And again, uh, mm -hmm. that, that conversation. Yes. I think for me, um, I, over the past few years, my mobility has changed a lot and I haven't been sexually active since things have really taken a, in my opinion, a, a, a toll that affects me more than I think it would affect other people. And so I think one of the big things that uh, really stuck out to me in the presentation is when Dr. Ducharme writes, don't try to recreate the past. Mm, and that's mm -hmm, what's mm -hmm. really sticking to me because in the past, before I had the limitations that I have now, I mean, without getting all graphic and in, you know, too much, like, I know I, too much. I know too much. Go ahead. And you know, just I was am am a very uninhibited person, and 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 not that that me having MS changes that, but it changes the things that I used to be able to do and used to like to do. And so, in my mind, when I think about you know, you know, my sexual future, it's like I have to get it into my mind that I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't think about what I used to do in the past. I've got to open my mind up to what I can do now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, and, and I struggle with that. I'm still learning. It's, it's, it's hard. Right. And your mouth. <laughs> open my mind and my mouth. Okay. Sorry, you guys didn't laugh at that. I have two okay. comedians here yeah. and they didn't laugh. I can't believe it. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. Right. I mean, that was like perfect, right. Carlos and Roseanne. You open your mind and mouth. Okay. It's <laughs> just the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just the truth. Is that you know? To me, that's right. not right. that's not giggles. That's like, yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's just it. That's just right. The bottom right. line. You've got to get creative. So, yeah, we can't just accept yes. and yes. you know give up. 
I mean, I'm not a quitter, yeah. but um, I'm just yeah. saying. Right. That's important. Yeah. 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 Well, and one, and to that point, right, I think, and, and this, I think, also speaks to the folks who are in isolation, right, is that we will have to get more creative. And I, mm. I, I want to touch more on that, but I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt your story. But, the, you know, just to embrace that idea of, like, exactly as you're saying, we, it, it, in, in not trying to recreate the past, that means that you have mm. to create the moment now. No, I... Yeah, mm-hmm. say what yeah. what you want to say, Carlos, because that's that's yeah. very very important. Well, I mean, so to be very graphic, right, and to be very explicit, the thing mm-hmm. is that for folks who are living in isolation, and I think this is a lesson that those of us in the disabled community and those who are more severely disabled, and I don't think of it in terms of uh honestly more or less i just think of it in terms of different right mm-hmm. everybody's disability is different um the frustrations that we carry with them are different and it affects each one of us in a very individual way right mm-hmm. and in that uh there are moments there are times where the idea of another human being touching you is out that can't happen mm-hmm. right now that doesn't mean I don't want to have sex with you. That doesn't mean I don't want to have a, a sexual relationship with you. But if I can't at a moment because my skin is on fire in in on top of my head, and I know you're gonna grab my head at some point, right? Then we, then we can't right now, right? Yeah. The other thing is that when as we're in isolation and as we're in distance, then mm-hmm. that means we have to get technologically savvy, right? And with a quickness get up on FaceTime, right? <laughs> the idea of 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 there not being phone sex, of there not being self-pleasure, of there not being visual uh, mm-hmm. stimulation, that's out, that's over, right. right? And for a lot of folks who are in isolation, that's been over, right? For their own comfort level, for the comfort level of whoever they think they, you know, whatever the reasons, whatever the, the, the reasons are, that it may have been in the past. You might have a uh, a sexual doula, a, a sexual coach who is working with somebody and has to work with them from a distance because of of travel, right? What do we do for rural folks mm-hmm. who are in isolation, who are disabled, right? right? There's no reason that we don't have access to anything that is your proclivity at this point. And if you have a partner, then again, it's about conversation, it's about honesty, and it's about exploring new levels of comfort. Certainly providing a money <laughs> shot over your cell phone at, on FaceTime, <laughs> that is nobody's like first go-to necessarily. It takes a minute, right? right. It takes a minute, but like we were talking about before the show, that's the reality about the exposure to any sexuality. If you think back to your own sexual history from the time that you've been a teenager, or young adult, the first mm-hmm. exposures to everything are like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> right? It ain't until that second and third time that it's like, what the hell have I not been doing? <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's not different now. And I think that there's a lot to be learned exactly. for those who have higher mobility and temporary ability 
from those who have been in levels of isolation that that sort of mutual masturbation, mutual pleasuring or self-pleasuring yes. has been part of the game. I love that. That is right. Yeah. That is good stuff yeah. right there, Carlos. <laughs> you and and like Rosani said, it's all about creativity. And or one of you said that. I mean, we have to find ways. If we can't do something, I'm thinking about how we're going to get it done. I mean, I'm it, it might be not be on the bed, might have to be in a chair. Right. Might have to be on a mm-hmm. desk. But it's gonna get done. Yep. You know, we just have to Right. I just have to think about it. And I mean, yeah, and as long as you have mm-hmm. someone who's willing to try, I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah. When you mentioned I'm gonna skip a little bit, Dana, because Rosanne yeah. just mentioned the chair. So I'm gonna skip down to our next part mm-hmm. because um there are positioning aids that will assist with your sexual activity. There are, um, if you all noticed in the slides, there are positions that you can get into if you're using a chair and it talks about safety. And that's a huge part of, of all of this, I believe, when you are disabled or when you have certain mobility um, issues, you know, to make sure you're safe, number one. And if you're in a chair, make sure it's locked. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to roll away. <laughs> or don't, or don't. Maybe We're not here to part of shame. It. Do what you do. Maybe yeah, the rolling roll. is right. part maybe of it. it could be part. Yep, maybe it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have not, I have not attempted that one yet. Um, but anything's open. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. The, and, the, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and just make No, I was asking about the position aids, sorry. Yeah, yeah. If anyone has used Uh those, those were interesting when I was looking through the slides, the position aids, they look like they might help. So Right. So interesting. Because some of them did you all look at Carlos and Rosani, did you all look at those? Like you can sit I think it bolsters your your hips so you can like lift because sometimes people have issues lifting up their rear or lifting their legs. So you kind of put yeah. that underneath. And then they have the leg straps where you can hold on. I'm super interested yeah. in that. Like, because my, like if you have spasticity or can't like keep your legs open, exactly. like one of those leg straps would be perfect. Just does the job for you. Just keep some. Yeah. And we'll have to put, uh, we'll have to put these on IG maybe. The pictures of these aids so people can kind of know what we're talking about but yeah i think the bolsters are a great idea i know that you know we have all probably gone through um, physical therapy appointments and in physical therapy they use these bolsters and when i started to look at that i said oh my gosh that reminds me of what we used in in pt because they do slide it under your knees or your legs or your hips or your lower back in the sacrum area or sacral area um and it just helps when you do want to lift your leg or open your leg wider or move it into a different position. And I think that going back to creativity, that is really what it boils down to. And what Carrie said in the beginning, communication, the two C's, communication and creativity, because, and and really accepting yourself and accepting that, okay, I, I realize that our sex life is different. If you're with, you know, with a partner that you've been with for a long time or whatever, but uh, I realize that, 
things have changed for me and this is what works for me. And so if you're open and honest with your partner, it makes the experience that more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity for anyone, has anyone ever talked with an occupational or a physical therapist about anything sex related? Well, not at this point. I haven't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, you go ahead. You, I hope you're able to cut no, no, out that all was these it. interruptions. I, that, that was my whole thing. I seem like I talk too much. No, you're not. Go ahead, Carlos. Girl, please. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I didn't know how to bring it up with my PT without sounding, you know, like I wanted to work on a certain position, but I wasn't going to say, hey, I want to do this to prepare myself for this position. Right. So I said, I need to learn how to, I, I need to strengthen my arms because I want to, you know, I want to, oh, this is what I told her. I said, I wanted to be in a four point position. <laughs> and she uh, was like, four point position, yeah. my God. <laughs> but she was so naive, right? And she's like, no, you don't have to get into that position when you're getting out of bed. But I'm like, no, 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 I want to get out of bed. And I'm like, <laughs> And she's like, no, you just turn to your side and slide out. And I'm like, this girl, oh my God. I'm like, no, 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 I really want to work on this. So now she's like giving me, well, now we're not doing any more physiotherapy because of coronavirus. But she was, you know, we were starting to work on my shoulders and the weakness in my arms. <laughs> and just when I was getting excited, thank you. I I almost feel like you should have been like, thank you to the Rona. I want to get in doggy did. style, period. Help me get there. Oh, I put so, and she's so young. Oh, and it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Girl. Well, and I will follow up with that. Is that ultimately that that's what we do have to do? Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I, so when we when we're talking about all the straps and the and and the accoutrements mm -hmm. uh and and i love calling them accoutrements <laughs> because it makes it feel fancy right. uh, i don't see it as any different when we're looking for the things that we need to be able to get off right than going to the yes. sex shop with your partner right yeah and and it can be a both and. Listen, let's get some things for our bits and pieces, and let's get some things for our behinds and legs. Let's do both. We're going. It's going to be one shopping trip because it's going to be online anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you could shop for both, and then suddenly, shopping for the things that we need for our abilities is sexy time. It's no longer this matter of shame and trying to figure out how to. And it's not right. much different than what the ableds do anyway. Temps are putting right. pillows under their asses all day long. So right, really right. what is different, right? True. Outside of the fact exactly. that it's a necessity. That is so true. Right. And we, Dana and I spoke with Dr. Boster, uh, I guess it was, I don't know, beginning of the year. And he was talking about a particular patient mm -hmm. and, you know, sex, like getting aroused and keeping the erection. And for men, I imagine because we are, we experience, we meaning MS, we experience the um, overstimulation in certain parts of our body. And especially with um, physical sexual stimulation, it, it can be difficult to get aroused or to keep an erection. Uh, 
and for women, I'm, I'm assuming it's a similar thing, but, um, when he talked about the patient using a vibrator to, uh, I think it was a fee, was it a female vibrator, Dana? I think it was, it was a vibrator for, a, you know, mm, made for yeah. a woman, but I imagine it worked just fine for him because he said that that was something that really helped and enhanced his, his, uh, experience. I think the bottom line is like really opening our minds mm-hmm. to everything. You know what I'm saying? Anything that could possibly do the job. Right. And and let me let me ask you all, what is the ultimate goal here? What is your ultimate goal? Like you can be funny about it or whatever. I mean, is it just to enjoy this time with your partner? Is it just to like I just need to get 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 off? I mean, what is it? Well, for me, I personally, I want to enjoy it, but I also want to contribute and, and not feel like, you know, the person's just there, you know, taking right. it and, 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 but not really enjoying themselves or participating. And back to what Rosani said about asking the physical therapist, I, I asked them something similar as far as the tables. And, I, and without saying, hey, I want to be able to roll over, I just was like, how do you get me to roll from one side to the next and position right. myself? You know, w- without saying, I just want to be able to to mount, you know, my mm-hmm. my woman, with right. blah, 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 is, is basically right. how do I roll, roll on the bed without, you know, just falling mm-hmm. off the bed? So yeah, the question you got to ask the questions and you got to innovate and Mm -hmm. you have to right. And when when Dana and I started to plan for this episode and in this season, we wanted to discuss all of these topics. And these this particular topic is just not openly talked about in the MS community, or I should say, it is not often spoken about. And um, we. Dana pulled up this article, or not article, uh, the presentation from Dr. Ducharme, and then we found this article. And um, in the article, it says, realizing that, that, that sexual intimacy doesn't have to fit a certain image is immensely freeing for many people with MS. And that's um, from this article that is called, it's from Everyday Health. And it says, why a sex therapist belongs on your MS care team? So let me ask this question. Do you feel as if a sex therapist mm. belongs on your MS care team, like a PT and OT and somebody else? Mm. Yes. Yep. I have a question I about do. sex therapists. I always thought that a sex therapist is when you don't have libido. Am I right or am I wrong? Not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. I mean, a sex therapist can be also that your libido is extremely high, but you don't have the mechanism or the physicality to, uh, to bring yourself to any level of pleasure, right? Or your partner doesn't. Mm. If you, if you are in a partnership, Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes that is, that is something that is more heavily utilized uh by uh single members by isolated folks mm-hmm. right uh folks who are isolated folks who are in chairs folks who are restricted to bed uh will work with a sex therapist directly 
and uh, it is another form of sex work. And it's a form of sex work that is specifically, and that's why I refer to it as being sex doula. Um, you know, it is it is about helping navigate the body. It's about uh, touching. It's about caressing. It's about being with that person um, for them to be able to have their full and and actual actu- actualized uh, healthy sex life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for providing sexual health for that person who is restricted as well. Uh, you know, I think that a sex therapist, whether that's a talk therapist or a physical therapist, uh, to me, I think that's something that belongs in all of our self-care lives. Because part of the thing mm-hmm. that, that for me is is very real is that it is it is it is. Because of the way that I grew up, I grew up in a family where uh, sitting very uncomfortably and having to watch Dr. Ruth's talk shows and the the fact that human sexuality was just on the bookshelf open, right? Mm. This was part of how I grew up because it was very clear from my parents' perspective that and it wasn't called this at the time they didn't have the language but the sex shaming and kink shaming and all of that kind of thing didn't produce healthy sexuality for people right mm-hmm. doesn't produce healthy sexuality for people and so part of it and what i was advocating for before even about being direct with our pts it it and and being direct about what we want particular equipment for Part of the reason that we're so repressed is exactly what you're talking about, is the fact that we live in a a, a heteronormative, capitalistic, white supremacist society that is 100% born of pilgrims who were Mm -hmm. ashamed of sexuality, right? Ashamed of sex, the fact that there even had to be sex to produce new children, right? This, all of this was very, very shameful. And one of the many reasons that I bemoan the fact that this land was not colonized by the French. Uh, so we could just talk about the fact that sometimes <laughs> I just want a clit in my mouth. And that should be okay to say out loud. Right. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't, I don't see what the problem is with saying that right. to my doctor. Right? How do I manage and navigate this? Right? If, in fact, I cannot be in the same position of a four-point stance. I don't know if I would call it that. A four-point stance for the amount of time that I would would have liked to have been in the past, right? What does that mean? Does that mean that I have to then uh, be off of the side of the bed or that she has to be in a chair or that, you know, what 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 is the thing that's go that I have to lie down and 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 she's on top of me? What is the way to get to the place, right, that ultimately I'm getting some vagina in my mouth? That is the point. Right. right. Where, how do I get there? Right. Right. So right. that I, I think that level of, of openness, again, in terms of an honesty of if we're going to, as a community, find safety in our sexuality is being that open and honest. I mean, the thing of it is. If you bump into somebody else in the sex shop, guess what? They're in the sex shop. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. We're all yes. there for the mm-hmm. same thing. Right. 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 I mean, you have to feel comfortable speaking with your MS care team, be it 
a PT, an OT, or a therapist? Because what if your legs are super weak and you have spasticity, you know, 90% of the time, but you, you want to be on top. Like your personality is I'm a dominant person. So I don't, I don't, I know that my sex life is going to change. However, I want to be on top. So what can right. I do to keep my legs from, you know, weakening and giving out if I'm in this position? What well, and to keep exploring, how would you keep dominion if in fact being on top yes, is out? Yes. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Because uh, again, that's what I'm saying. Like we exploring the idea of everything that we need for accessibility to sex is part of sex kink is part of sexual exploration. So it allows you to say, I just don't need a bolster to be on top. If I can't be on top, I need some nipple rings right. for this motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? I need, right, I need right, something. Right. I need something. Some clients. Right. <laughs> right? You know, I, I think though that a lot of this too is, I mean, we could be all ready to have these conversations with the OTs and the PTs, but it's, you know, it's a two way street. I think that there really has to be yeah. some sort of revolution Absolutely. in their education. We're going to be talking with um, an, an occupational therapist and a physical therapist um, soon um, about these topics. And when we were having a brief conversation with the um, occupational therapist that we were going to talk to, she had mentioned that there's only one little snippet in the textbooks about sexuality yeah. and occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. That yeah. says a lot. That that is not something that therapists are educated about. That, you know, anything that they would want to learn or enhance their education about would have to be on their own. But that's not something that the medical establishment focuses on. That's not a part of, you know, an, an um, what do they call them, ADL, like mm -hmm. a daily life activity. Uh -huh. And it is. I so, mean, you know, like just mm -hmm. being honest, it, it is. So, um, so I think it really is going to take, what was that, Carrie? So where would we go to get that advice and directions as to how to, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a really, yeah. And so I think it's really going to take a lot, like really, um, changing the way that clinicians yeah. are educated too. I mean, not that that's something we can do, but, you know, I think that it's going to take a I shift. Mean, I think the only place that you can go is probably to your neuro or the PT or OT. Well, right. But if they aren't even comfortable talking about these things or yeah, knowledgeable, yeah. where do you go? I remember so, when I was yeah. seeing a therapist and um, he was prescribing me meds and I said, um, I want to make sure this doesn't affect my sex drive. And he kind of looked at me like, mm, mm -hmm. I had that feeling. Kind of like beggars can't be choosers like what's more important to you mm -hmm. but you know what in turn mm -hmm. what happens in the bedroom also affects my mental um my mental health yes so it's like it's cyclical yes, yes. you know so i don't yeah it's gonna it's affect smart. how i feel about myself and in turn going to affect my mental right. health so yes sex is important and it's it's mm -hmm. kind of like if you make it a priority you do get the side eye and I've gotten it, you know, like for example, the whole mm -hmm. four point 
position, she didn't get it. Like <laughs> I was like, you know, right. she's like, no, you don't have to. And I'm like, yes, but I have to. I have to. Right. But, right. Yeah. Well, can I can I ask a personal question to both of you? Because, okay, so Carrie, Rosani and Carlos were on, you know, previously, and we were talking, and she said that someone had made an inappropriate comment, asking, "Oh, uh, does it does it work?" You know, right. to her. I think was it to you, Rosani, or was yeah, it to it your husband? To yeah, I don't even and know what they were doing. <laughs> But have you ever felt uh, demeaned? I don't know if that's the right word, but, you know, in an in uncomfortable situation where someone is possibly in intrusive on your your intimate listen, life with your wife. Yeah, listen, people have inappropriate um, comments and then you got to look at where it's coming from and what's their objective of even asking mm -hmm. and if they're mm -hmm. trying to disrespect you or if they're trying to help so you, mm. you, you look at everybody different and and based and first of all you have to be comfortable enough with me to come up to me and ask me something like that so if you're able right. to, to ask me that i guess we have a relationship with a dialogue where i can then say don't ask me that <laughs> like right. mind your business Right. Or whatever, because right. it's not anyone's business. It's between me and my wife, or me and my partner, whoever I'm with, to right. discuss how we go about, you know, getting to the point where we're both comfortable. Right. And in you know, that's it. It's not about anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So that's how I approach it. If anybody comes to me with some inappropriate, you know, yeah, I've learned to um, <laughs> interpret that as maybe something's lacking in their lives where they're like wait i'm a temp and exactly. i'm not even i'm having a hard time so how is it that they do it i think it's a reflection of mm. the person who's asking sometimes that's true yes yeah like when we have gotten at things like that i know like my husband and i will laugh about it like little do they know you know like you keep thinking that right right Thanks for tuning in to part one of our sex therapy roundtable. Be sure to stay tuned for part two.